football fans, welcome back to another World Cup recap pod. This time for the final group stage matches, those games that happen simultaneously, so there's no shenanigans. Before we get started, I want to remind you all, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment. Uh, If you're listening um, via podcast, go ahead and subscribe to whatever podcast platform uh, you're listening on. Give a rating, leave a comment, leave a like, all those things, very much so appreciated. We'll go ahead and dive in to Group A, which was the Netherlands beating Qatar 2-0. To me, this game was all about Gakpo, one of the breakout stars of this World Cup. What a tremendous, tremendous finisher. Other than that, there wasn't much going on in this game, but I do have more to say. Um, I noticed that in these Netherlands games, they put that South African-sounding announcer, uh, who I think is actually Scottish, but uh, he pronounces these Dutch names perfectly, and it just always leads me to believe that he is uh, South African, uh, and I think that's kind of like an interesting wrinkle that they put into these uh, these Netherlands games on Fox, if you're watching on Fox and the, the American broadcast. Um, and yeah, no, Netherlands advances here. Um, you know, I'll say this about Qatar. They barely made a dent on the field in this World Cup, but I'm proud of their country for being the first, you know, Muslim country to host a World Cup, the first Arab country to host a World Cup, a tiny country that all the Giants were jealous of and couldn't believe they won a bid over. And they tried to smear them politically, but they're doing a tremendous, tremendous job as hosts, as evidenced by a lot of the people that are there, whether they're from all walks of life, from all places of the world. Uh, they can attest to how great this World Cup has been and how great um, Qatar has been as host. And I'm proud of them. So I'll say that about Qatar as we bid them adieu from uh, this World Cup on the field. But I think they're doing a tremendous job. Um, But yeah, Netherlands won this game easily as expected. Moving on to the next game, Senegal beating Ecuador 2-1. There was a clear, dumb penalty by Ecuador um, for the first goal of this game, giving Ismail Yassar uh, an easy penalty, uh, putting him up 1-0. Um, and then as this game went on, there was another um, inner Valencia. So this guy in the first two games was very, very inspiring. Um Great player. I think he scored three goals in the first two games. But there was a dive by him in this game that was pretty embarrassing. I mean, he, a player of his high stature, a guy that's coming into his own on on the world stage like this, um, trying to bait the ref into giving one of the opponents a card when it was outside of the the field of play and there, him and a, a Senegalese uh, a player's legs got locked, and he tried to act like um, the player kicked him, and he was writhing in pain and yelling. And um, really, this is 
this is the worst part about football, and I'm going to talk about this more a little bit later, but it's really embarrassing uh, because you have all the eyes of the world on this tournament, uh, the showcase for your sport, and to continue to do stuff like this is really embarrassing, and if you want to grow the sport, this is the uh, the biggest black eye on the um, uh, on the sport, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'll talk about it more later, but I thought that was really embarrassing from a player like uh, Valencia to do something like that. Second goal by Koulibaly for Senegal. Amazing. What a tremendous, tremendous goal by him. 100% well-earned. Um, and there was another goal by Ecuador, but of course it wasn't enough to advance them here. I'm personally disappointed that there are not more Central American teams that are going to be uh, advancing. Um in this tournament, I find myself really enjoying their style of play. Uh, they're very entertaining. I think they are they pass the ball really well, especially in the midfield. I think that they uh, play a really, really entertaining brand. If I were to, to pick of all the regions of the world, that the teams that play the most entertaining brand for me, I think Central America, to be honest with you. I think it's a, it's a lot of fun. So I think Ecuador had a good World Cup. They did have a chance to advance here with a with a win, uh, but they didn't get it done. Kudos to uh, to Senegal. I guess I don't know that they're going to get very far after this round, but them and the Netherlands advance from Group A. As we move on to Group B, we talk about the highly anticipated USA versus Iran war. No, sorry, not the war. The war on the soccer field, okay, on the football field. Uh, the heroic Captain America, the only real attacking threat on this team who got injured colliding with the goalie uh, on his goal. Um, and that was the only goal of the game, Kristen Pulisic. Uh, and he left the field immediately after that with some kind of abdominal um, injury. There were these uh, memes going around of comparing him to, uh, to Spider-Man that... Uh, uh, that scene in that movie where um, everyone's carrying him out and saying, uh, yeah, careful, he's a hero. And uh, that's really what it was in this game. Um, on the other side, I thought Iran was very disappointing here. They had some chances, but you know, instead of pushing through on those chances, they kept diving in the box. Uh, there were two chances, especially very late in this game, where if you just don't dive, the ball is at your feet with a prime chance to score. And they had it. And it was it was very embarrassing. And this happens way, way too much in football, honestly. And it's a, um, it's a big shame. Um, you know, football isn't theater. It's sport. And... Um, you know, a lot of these players need to start treating it as such uh, and, and, and stop acting out there, uh, trying to draw a, a foul from the ref and uh, deceive the ref. Um, it's not the right way to play. It's, uh, it's not fun to watch, and it's, it, you feel secondhand embarrassment when they do that sort of thing as, a, as an onlooker. Um, so a big shame for Iran here. Um, after their huge win against Wales, they just needed a tie here to advance and came up empty. 
but you know their loss is the USA's win. As we move on to England beating Wales uh, three to zero, their coach Southgate finally did what I wanted him to do the whole time, which was play Rashford and Foden up front. And you know what? They delivered. And they are your best uh, goal scorers on this team, along with Harry Kane. Um, you know, along with the goals that they scored, you know, Rashford had a brace, Foden had the third goal. Uh, they had a number of other great chances. Um, these players just have noses for the goal, and more so than I think Saka and Sterling do at this point in their careers, uh, especially Sterling at this point. And Saka, I think, is a little overrated, to be honest with you. Um, you know, what can I say for Wales here? Uh, they didn't deserve to be here, in my opinion. Uh, they barely qualified. There were more deserving teams that would have been a lot more entertaining, like Egypt with Salah or Norway with Holland. Um, you know, but so it goes. Their, their fans got a chance to um, enjoy this World Cup experience, and good for them for that. So England and the U.S. advance from Group B. Moving on to Group C, Mexico beat the Saudi 2-1. to one. It was really 2 to nothing until the very end of this game. Um, Saudi had no pace, no energy. They were so slow. They had no creativity. They were playing a defensive formation. Um, it reminded me of a game I'll never forget, uh, or a formation I'll never forget, which... Uh, Norwich used to play with Puki when they were in the Premier League before they got demoted, uh, where they're just so terrified of the other team that they put all their players in the back and then they just rely on one player uh, up top to uh, be creative and, and score goals. And that really never works. And it didn't work here. Um, it didn't make sense from the outset because they needed a goal to win. They needed to win this game in order to advance. So you cannot play a defensive formation in that instance. On the Mexico side, Chavez had an amazing free kick goal. One of the one of the goals of the tournament. Um, and as for Mexico, they saved all their goals for the second half of their last game. They had a total of four goals. Uh, two of them taken away by offsides, and they could have advanced uh, in this uh, into the round of 16 with a third goal, but uh, they scored nothing in the first game, nothing in the second game, nothing in the first half of this game, and saved it all for the second half. Um, and uh, you know the, the three goal difference, um, it could have happened. Most of this game, it was two zero, uh, Mexico. Um, you know, it was, they scored a couple goals, and then, you know, right after those two goals, there was, that's when those third and fourth goal, uh, goals happened, uh, that were disallowed by offsides, they happened in sequence, all, you know, together in, in, in the second half, it was, it was a frenetic pace, um, but they were disallowed, and then Sediment Dorsity, you know, stuck a knife into their heart in, uh, the, the, the very end of the game, putting in, uh, that that last goal, and then he punted the ball, and another team was was happy at the end of this game, even though they were scoring goals. Um, but 
yeah that's the uh that's the beauty of the uh the world cup uh there is winners and losers and uh you know it was too little too late for mexico because uh argentina ended up beating poland uh 2-0 and uh the guy i gotta talk about here is the polish goaler Szczesny. this guy was absolutely without a doubt in my mind the best player in this tournament through the first half of this game uh the first five halves of the the world cup essentially i believe he saved all 20 shots on target in those first three games including two penalty kick saves in this game uh you know speaking of that penalty penalty kick save messi was awarded yet another very very weak penalty when Chesney barely grazed his face with his glove um, and he missed that penalty in a, in a move of instant karma. Uh, but, you know, it's really embarrassing how the refs continue giving Messi these weak penalties. I mean, this penalty might have been as weak or weaker than the one that they awarded him against uh, Saudi. And I hope that doesn't carry on. Anytime I see any kind of you know, touch in the box for Argentina or Portugal. I'm just going to think, man, they just want Ronaldo and Messi to get these penalties and they want they they want to celebrate these guys on social media and be able to, to sell more because of these guys. Uh, but I really hope this this stops as the as the uh, tournament moves on. It it almost makes you not want to root for them, this this special treatment that they're getting. Um but yeah, so, I mean, right after the the second half began here, um, McAllister on Argentina, the the Irish Argentine. <laughs> Every time I, got, I see this guy's name, I think uh, um, McAllister. Uh, how is it an Argentinian name? I don't know. Something. So, somebody has to uh, explain that to me. Uh, he put in a uh, put in a weird spin on the ball that kept spinning, spinning, spinning into the corner of the net. Uh, it was it was quite a sight to see um, the first goal that Chesney has allowed this entire World Cup uh, and then they they put in a second goal a little bit later um, but I thought Poland um, you know even though they advanced uh, barely because of goal differential on, on this game they have a very poor uh, attacking uh, side outside of Lewandowski um, he doesn't really have much support uh, and I don't expect them to do much in the next round, to be honest. Uh, they just have one great guy in goalie and then one great guy up top. And then everything in between is kind of a little bit of filler. You have scrappy guys like Maddie Cash trying to do as much as they can. But there are a lot of teams that, you know, like Argentina, for example, today, uh, that find ways. If you only have two good players, you know, other teams have all 11 that are, are, that are great. So... Um, yeah, Argentina put a shot, uh, you know, a, a ton of shots on goal here. Um, and, and they did it, they've done it in actually all three games. They put a ton of shots on goal. Um, but if I'm being honest, ironically, ironically, it looks like Messi has the least power on his shots. Um, and he misses so many chances and you know what? It, it looks like his team is kind of carrying him. Uh, in this World Cup, if I'm, if I'm being honest, so 
you know, we'll see if that progresses uh, into the second round because Argentina and Poland advance out of Group C. So moving on to Group D, <clears throat> Tunisia and Tunis beat France one to nothing. Amazing win for Tunisia, who scored a goal in the first 10 minutes of this game, which was disallowed by offside. Very common theme in this World Cup. Uh, France, of course, uh, it must be noted, started all of their uh, bench players in this game because they had already uh, secured a spot in the round of 16. Uh, but once they saw that Australia uh, scored against Denmark um, and their top seed was in peril, they put in their star attackers early in the second uh, in the second half. Uh, they put in Mbappe and Griezmann and Dembele. But the Tunisian defense was heroic in stopping France in the second half. Um, the Tunisian striker, Khazri, the one that scored the goal, who has a striking resemblance to Roberto Carlos. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, he had an amazing little right foot, left foot move and, and secured the goal and, and the win for Tunisia. And um, He got injured on that shot too. Uh, him and Pulisic, they just like um, they leave the game as uh, as stars and legends, um, scoring and getting injured on those goals. The last point I'll make about this game is the Tunisian goalie Dahman, incredible, conceded one goal this entire tournament, and it's a big shame they didn't advance. But Dahman, I'm pretty sure he, he currently I think plays in a local Tunisian league. I'm pretty sure he's going to be getting some calls from Europe to play there now. So valiant effort by uh, uh, Tunisia here, um, but uh, you know not enough for them to advance. If you can believe it, uh, allowing one goal the entire tournament and they still can't advance. What that does is speaks to how well Australia played, who played against Denmark in this next game here, um, beating them just one to nothing. Matt Ryan, the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie goalie. Very impressive goalie for Australia. I didn't really expect that from him. I remember him from the English Premier League. Didn't expect that. He's been very stout in this World Cup. Um, the goal by Leckie, uh, the Australian player, was, was, was pretty sweet. I got to say, he turned the defender around twice, made him dance, made him do the salsa out there. Um, and they cut to uh, the crowd in Australia that was watching this game together at 3 a.m. in a public park. I mean, there was a huge number of people in a public park at 3 a.m. watching this game, cheering, celebrating, going crazy. Uh, it was like completely pitch black outside. <laughs> uh, I, I thought to myself, like, who? it looked like it was, it was in a city somewhere, Melbourne, Canberra, I don't know. Uh, I was thinking, are they? Is this against like the noise ordinance? Are there people waking up trying to sleep that aren't into to football? Um, but I didn't realize that this country loved football like that. You know, I thought that they were a big, whatever rugby country, or um, they just enjoyed other sports. But I didn't realize they they enjoyed football like that. But uh, kudos to them. It's really fun to see them doing well. Um, I thought Denmark was pretty disappointing this World Cup. I uh, expected better from a team of this caliber. You know, some of these European teams, um, it seems like since they all play in different places for their club teams and they play so many club games and a lot of times even Champions League games, uh, um, that they're just tired or 
they're disconnected and they just don't know how to play with one another. There's no synergy, no chemistry. Uh, and, and we see that with actually a few uh, European teams in this tournament, um, as we'll you know continue to talk about a little bit later here. Um, but at the end, um, Group D, France and Australia advance. So moving on to Group E, Japan beats Spain 2-1. to one. Go Japan! Uh, the Khalifa International Stadium, the site of the Japanese meeting the Germans and the Spaniards. I'm sure they're going to want to play all their games in this stadium. Um, on the Spanish side, I got to give it to Morata. He's had um, a goal in all three of his uh, World Cup games so far. This guy has a nose for the goal. He had several more chances as well. He had a very strong chance. I uh, remember uh, that uh, the Japanese uh, goalie saved. Um, but, you know, Murata scored in the first half. The second half was all the Japanese. They brought on these subs. Um, they were the difference in this game, these subs. They brought on Mitoma, uh, the Brighton man, uh, and uh, Doan, who scored their first goal. And then uh, Tanaka, I believe, scored their second goal. These guys, these Japanese, and even I think these Koreans as well, and you might see those in the games tomorrow. Uh, it's very, very tough to to outwork these guys. It's very, they're just so incredibly organized, and they're they have so much energy, and uh, they just play such an impressive brand of football. And I'm I'm a little surprised that more of their players don't play in Europe on the highest stage. I mean, you have Sun, and um, you had Park in Manchester United years ago, uh, uh, but I don't know. I'm just surprised. I'm surprised there aren't more that are prominently um, in Europe. Um, I think they deserve to be. Um, but you know, Spain basically did nothing in the second half of this game until the very, very last few minutes. Maybe they were getting word about this other game uh, that you know didn't have much consequence for them. Um, but it could have. Uh, and that game I'm referring to is Germany beating Costa Rica 4-2. Um, so, Kaylor Navas, the Costa Rican goalie, um, I think has always been a really, really good goalie. And even though you're going to see this game, you're going to see the Germans put four goals in. All these goals, I have to give credit to Germany here. They put them all in the corners of the net that where Navas couldn't get them. Because Navas, he made a, a ton of saves in this game as well. And anything that wasn't in the very corner of, of the goal, un, completely unreachable, uh, he was getting. Um, this is something I mentioned earlier about you know this team and and um, and uh, you know Ecuador and uh, you know Costa Rica was. Is maybe my favorite team to watch, even though I know first game was it was seven nothing. But these last two games, they were my favorite team to watch. They have you know tremendous possession and passing. Uh, they have you know essentially like an amazing midfield. Um, it's very pleasing to the eye to watch how they pass and run and move and, and strike the ball. Um, but you know if I'm analyzing this team overall, they have a great goalie in Navas and a great midfield. But a very subpar offense, uh, just like final final third, like striker, and a very 
bad defense. Uh, it's really, um, it's a shame. It's a shame how bad this defense is uh, because it really limits them. I think they can be a great team with a, with a better defense. But obviously, you give up seven goals in the first game, seven nothing to 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 Spain. Uh, you really put yourself um, against the eight ball, and they had a chance to advance actually. Despite that, in this game, they were up 2-1 at one point in this game for a total of two minutes. From the 70th, 70th minute to the 72nd minute, they were up 2-1. And if that held, they could have advanced ahead of Spain, um, which is why Spain, I think, was was panicking a little bit, maybe. Um, but, you know, it, it was so cool to see, you know, Navas, he was praying, thankfully, after every time the team scored. And... and Either of the games, the last game and then this game as well, you could you just like see him praying so thankful and those those Costa Rican fans, man, they were so passionate, um, just amazing to see, um, and I you know I really really um, would have loved to see them advance. Um, there was a point in this game it was kind of funny. Uh, there were these uh, there were these guys like like pushing each other between the t after the uh, I think Germany scored their second goal. There was some pushing between the defender and Kai Havertz. And um, there was like a female ref that like initially tried to uh, to break up the fight but uh, was getting nowhere and kind of was getting pushed around. So she just like immediately left the, uh, the area. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned before, all those German goals, even though I'm not a fan of this team, they put them exactly where they needed to be in the in the corners. Um, but I think maybe some of those things that I had mentioned before, where a lot of these players just play separately, and uh, that goes with a lot of these European teams applied here. And the results of this group: Japan, number one; Spain, number two; advance, and bye bye Germany. Keep those hands over your mouths. As you exit Qatar. Don't let the door hit you. Where the good Lord splits you. See ya. Moving on to Group F. Croatia tied Belgium. 0-0. Uh, no goals. Uh, the um, There was an early penalty here. Uh, that Croatia. It looked like. Uh, was it like a weak penalty? And it was checked, and then it was turned into an offside somehow. So it was overturned, and then also called an offside, or maybe it would have been upheld. But it was—I don't—I'd never seen that before. A, a penalty uh, check uh, coming back as offsides, but that happened early. Uh, the Croatians early in this game in the first half put in a ton of shots, and then the story of this game: after halftime, they put in Romelu Lukaku. Uh, he had five great chances on the goal in this game. One of them hit the inside of the post, which absolutely should have been in the goal. He had an additional two headers from point-blank range that absolutely could have got in if he angled it a little bit more. Uh, and then two others, two other uh, shots right in front of the goal. One could have just been an easy flick into the goal uh, and just went to the side and then you know, the one that he will never forget, the one that came in, there was nobody, he was right in front of the goal, nobody in front of him, and it came somewhere between his head and his legs, and 
he couldn't decide, oh, am I going to use my head, am I going to use my legs? So it just kind of hit his midsection, and that gave no power. And so it didn't go in. He was smashing things after the game, uh, breaking you know stuff on, on the sideline. Couldn't believe it had so you know those five huge chances. Um, but you know the story here is the Croatian goalie didn't. I mean, all of these chances, um, the goalie didn't have to make any saves. They were just like you know like uh, either hitting the post or barely going out of the goal. But they didn't. The Croatian goalie didn't really have to make many saves at all. Um, on the other hand, though, Courtois. Uh, the, the Belgian goalie had to make a ton of saves in order to just keep this game alive as a 0-0 game. And Belgium could have advanced if they you know, scored a goal and won this game. Um, but after this game, I, I you know, was kind of looking into it, and there is a ton of strife internally with this Belgian team. You know, if I were you, I, I, I'd go and, and, and look into some of these relationships that these Belgian players have with each other. Many of them are not on speaking terms. Uh, some reasons we know. Uh, some reasons maybe they, they they don't give a lot of details. But um, it's there's too much to be talked about in this uh, in this format. Uh, but there there seems to be a lot of interesting stuff going on within um, the Belgian national team uh, internally. So go check that out. Do some do some research on that. Um, but you know what? The better teams advanced, and one of those teams is Morocco, who beat Canada two to one, despite both goalies in this game being forget subpar. They were just they were bad. Both of these goalies in this game were bad. The Canadian goalie um, passed it straight to Ziesh for some reason, and Ziesh just shot it in over him. It was a straight-up gift. I mean, this was in the very beginning of the game, first 20 minutes or so. And then the Moroccan go goalie, uh, Bono, Bu Buno, I don't know. It's spelled B-O-N-O, -O, like the singer. Um, he was very poor and hesitant throughout this game. Uh, he did something similar here where he came out of the goal and chested it straight to a Canadian player. Um, and uh, the Canadian player just couldn't finish or the defender came and saved him. And then um, on the goal that Canada scored, uh, he, the Moroccan goalie Bruno Bono had the ball essentially in his hands and he just let it slip through. Um, there was a slight touch by a Moroccan defender or whatever, but it was very, very slight. And this guy absolutely could have made that save. Um, and Canada should have had a second goal. Um, and it actually went into the goal. It just kind of sailed over him. I don't. He thought. I think this goalie thought the ball was going to go over the net, and he just kind of let it go. And it went into the goal, and um, it was just that the all of the ball needs to be over the net. And I would say like ninety percent of the ball was over the net, but the last ten percent was still on the line. So they caught like a big, big, big break here. Um, but uh, I think Morocco, <laughs> I think they need to find another goalie, to be honest with you. I heard something about early in this game. He was said he couldn't go, but then he he played. Or uh, There was some confusion about it, I think, early in the game. 
Um, on Canada's side, I thought they put many balls across the face of the goal, but they just didn't have the finishing touch. I mean, you just have Alfonso Davies on this team, who's a, who's a great player, but um, they don't have enough. They don't have enough stars on this team. Um, if they were to, to grow that sport, maybe instead of hockey, <laughs> uh, then uh, I think they have some potential. Um, again, on the Moroccan side, uh, they did well. Uh, Nazidi had one goal. He should have had two. The second one was disallowed by offside. So as they move to the next round, they have a tremendous attacking force and defense, but they really need to um, figure out this goalie situation. So Morocco advance as the number one team in this group, followed by Croatia, who barely advance. Um, there are two more groups uh, that will be playing tomorrow, but I just wanted to... Get this out so uh, it wouldn't be too long. But uh, those are primarily the teams that are going to be advancing into the next round. A lot of surprises here. Uh, Morocco, Japan, teams like that. Um, amazing. Amazing to see. But that'll do it for this podcast. Um, I really want to thank you guys for uh, listening here to the Football v. Football podcast. As I mentioned on all the podcasts and I mentioned in the beginning of this one, if you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We've got a lot of great stuff on there as well. And uh, on all podcast platforms, we're added to yet more podcast platforms on uh, Amazon Now and CastBox. And uh, we're on a bunch. I think we're on eight or nine platforms at this point. So uh, basically, if there's a podcast platform, we'll be on there. And we want you listening on there. Uh, and of course, you can also support this podcast on uh, Ko-fi or through Anchor or um, uh, Spotify as well. So um, thank you all for listening today. Um, I really hope you guys have been enjoying these World Cup games. I know I have, and we will be back with more analysis of the World Cup. Um, thanks for listening again, and have a fantastic day, football fans.